On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we kick off season three with Taylor Barrett and Zoe Schwartz. We talk about toxic masculinity as well as appreciating milestones and places we've been along the way. Check out The Smoke Break every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. And welcome back to The Smoke Break. We are here for what I want to call season three. I am your host, your old pal Zane here with Taylor Barrett. Hello. And Zoe Schwartz. Hi. All right, so just want to update you guys. Um, Amanda's gone, a little bit heartbroken. Malik's not gone. He's just not here right now. But uh, with me are two of my best friends. Um, Taylor Barrett, for example, uh, writer, gamer. And uh, the third thing he told me to, to refer to him as? Musician. A musician. Yep, that's the thing. This dude's seriously one of the funniest people I know. Helped me start out the smoke break. Helps me write jokes. Helps me, helps me fucking write music. Like, literally, I could not be working with anybody I enjoy more. So thank you so much for joining us. Dude, thank you. Thank you for having me back here. It's really cool seeing how much, pro- you know, like, I've I've come back a couple times. But, like, the, just being here for episode one, season three, or whatever, is, it's, it's, it's really satisfying. It, it feels... It, it feels right. It feels kind of like home, and yeah, uh, we came right back to it. It's I, I appreciate all the opportunities you you give me to to like be as funny as you think I am and be yeah. as creative as I, I think we make a, a a good team in a lot of those aspects. Absolutely perfect. Well, hey, so excited to have you, and Zoe Schwartz. Okay, so Zoe has uh, has been on the show a couple times. Uh, I've enjoyed having you so many times that I decided to have you back. Maybe try you out as a guest host. You're probably going to be a host, but uh, I'm I'm super excited. You just signed the contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I think you signed something outside. Um, as a therapist, a comedian, um, and just an all around awesome, funny person, I'm so excited to have you here and just share your perspectives. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited to be here, and thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we're going to start off with milestones. Um, Taylor, do you want to do you want to start this one off? Because I feel like it's something that uh, you're kind of reflecting on right now, especially being the end of the year. Yeah, uh, you know, end of the year is always like a really important time to, I think, go back and like, uh, a lot of people wait until January 1st. And I think that's, that's a, that's a normal time for people to like, you know, set their, their new year's goals and their new year's resolutions and everything. But I think just, you should take the, almost the entirety of December to just kind of look back and, you know, look look back at those 11 months and use this time. Bears hibernate, you know what I mean? This, this should be the time where we kind of sit down and, and just be like, what has the 11 months prior brought me what have i offered it what what has changed over those times yeah. and uh for me it's the, the, there's been a lot of um like quiet personal growth you know what i mean okay. and I, I mean that in the literal sense of uh with the exception of a couple uh, I- interactions i've had that have just like really 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 gotten under my skin for reasonable reasons sure. uh, i've 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 been really in control of my volume when I get frustrated. Yeah, that's something yeah, that's I, something since knowing you for, for a while, I know that like volume and even for me, anger is a thing. So you being able to control your volume, I think is a huge step. Yeah, and I um, there's a lot of reasons that I think this might happen, but w- when confrontation for I- I- any sense of the matter gets, gets uh, presented to me, mm-hmm. I, I have a tendency to like, come off as very, very like cold and uncaring and uh, like calculated and intentional and... Uh, there is, he does. It's intense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people call do it, not argue with Taylor. He doesn't call it arguing, but that's what somebody <laughs> who's winning would say. <laughs> uh, it, my my friends call it lawyer mode. You know, Zane Zane has coined that for sure. And uh, for for me, that feels like I'm I'm just being direct and honest. And yeah. I, I've had to kind of go back and be like. That rubs people the wrong way. That, yeah. Well, I mean, just even just understanding that, like, just the way that you prefer to interact and the way that people want to be interacted with can be two different things. And that that might be a trauma response for me. That that, that might be uh, a, 
a, a sign of mental illness in, in an aspect that I haven't discovered yet. You know, there's a lot of reasons that that could happen. Yeah. And if it's preventing me from reaching my goals and making my friends uncomfortable, it's worth addressing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, milestones for you. Like, uh, is that something that you find yourself reflecting on quite often? Is it something that you're just you're constantly looking at the next thing? Yeah, I feel like the last few years have been like there's been a lot of milestones because I went to grad school over the pandemic. Yes, Good and you shit. graduated. Yeah, so I graduated in June. Please so clap at your home <laughs> while you're listening. That's probably the biggest milestone. But yeah, I, so I think this year has been huge for milestones because going to school and doing the, that, finishing that program yeah. specifically. So how long did it take you to 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 reach that milestone? To- well, for this, like the, the the for the master's degree, it took two years of going full time. Master's degree. But obviously, I know, I know. For real, we have to pay her. So just please, please donate to the smoke break so that way we can keep Zoe. Uh, yeah, but well, that takes two years. But that's only like if you're lucky enough to be able to go full time. You know, like that's obviously a privilege. And then obviously it took four years to get the undergrad. But that was back, at, and it took me more like seven. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I think that that you having completed it at all is like that. It means more than it maybe taking longer than it took other people. So totally, yeah. And I think it oh, I think yeah. it's an extra big milestone for me because my mom always was like, "You're gonna get a master's degree." I know you're because like I, I'm I hate school, but I'm like weirdly good at it when I get into something. Mm-hmm. And she always well, said like, "You're you. gonna get a master's degree." And I was like, "Yeah, right. I'm never doing that." So I feel like <laughs> it was extra big in the sense that she predicted it for me. Yeah. I actually did it well and it, it probably feels like a slog going through it just to be like, oh here we go and then and then you're like oh shit i i did it and you start to get close and you're like i almost i'm almost there yep. holy shit and yeah what uh what, what direction was that like what do you have your master's degree in i got it in social work but i like my concentration was like mental health so that's yeah uh, that's really important I, yeah. I i i say that a lot of people that want to help people but end up seeking power and becoming cops and a lot of people that want to help people but end up actually still wanting to help people in the right ways become social workers yeah so that's, kudos to you i could see zoe being a pretty badass cop though she'd be one of the good ones she'd be one of the good ones she'd scare the shit out of me but yeah. she'd be one of the good ones <laughs> no comment like, did you ever yeah i was like wait are you a cop but we be no, no comment no, no i meant like no comment like on cops <laughs> oh. we like, talk shit about cops yeah, yeah i was, I was like i thought we could i mean i have i hope we can yeah i talk shit about cops a lot that was my way of saying that but yeah <laughs> a, a, a cab includes elf on a shelf yes absolutely absolutely i don't know why but it does <laughs> i saw a meme and said it yeah <laughs> um so as far as like milestones how do you like find yourself recognizing them oh well i feel like something that i've been noticing lately is like i will i'll notice like a like a like a like what's the word like a conflict or like a i'm trying to think of the word but either way like something will happen and i'll feel this like like a something feels like an argument or like something feels bad but then what i'm realizing is that it's actually like a mismatch between like some area of growth in my life and then like mismatched with another area of my life that like hasn't Mm. grown as much and so that's a way that i've been noticing like oh i've progressed even though it felt like conflict yeah i realized it was actually a sign of like having having stronger boundaries leads to more conflict sometimes yeah yeah, so just sort of like the difference between one area versus another area of your life. Well, it's a really higher thinking concept, too, of having better boundaries leads to more conflict because yeah. the, you're not necessarily changing the people around you while you're changing your boundaries, and so they're used to your older boundaries, and that's a exactly. very uphill battle that is difficult to do with uh, like respect and being gentle. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I guess like conflict is a loose word, right? Like it could just be heavy conversations yeah, or... or- 
hey, yeah. can you do something different? Yeah, but it yeah. does feel like conflict, especially when you're not good at setting boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I like that even that you you use different language for it, be like conflict, confrontation, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, argue, like, like each one of those, I feel like is a different level of like, this has elevated to this point. So just like even recognizing that like, hey, in order for me to say yes to myself, I have to say no to certain people. So yeah. Well, and, and that you like, I, I personally really appreciate that you reworded that in a lot of different ways because, like I said, like my my lawyer mode has as presented has prevented a lot of effective communication. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this isn't an argument. This is a disagreement. This is a this mm-hmm. is this. We're just we're just talking, and it's like mm-hmm. we're all saying the same fucking thing. If yeah. I would just shut up for five seconds and like <laughs> get to the point, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess with like me in in regards to milestones, you um, made a lot this year, dude. Yeah, no, it's very You've true. Fucking killed it this year, I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's something that like I try to, I try to reflect on, and I've definitely been reflecting on this last month. For example, I got in that car accident. Um, I made a joke about getting my settlement. I actually didn't. I just wanted to make that joke sooner. So, uh, welcome to comedy. It's all fucking illusion. <laughs> um, I got my settlement yesterday. I blew through most of it. I still don't have a car. Um, but with that being said, um, a lot of stuff has happened, a lot of changes, um, new hosts, new kind of setup, just uh, a lot of changes have happened. But I've spent basically this last month <laughs> playing fucking video games, but <laughs> mostly just kind of work on Call of Duty. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah we've been fucking shit up. Pop it off. <laughs> but the I guess like using that time just, I guess, effectively and just kind of just taking account of everything that has happened, you know, it's like, it's very easy when you're not doing anything to think that you've never done anything or to feel like you've, you're, you're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think in those moments, it's, it's almost better to relax, look at all the things you've done and then, you know, like plan a little bit for the stuff in the future, but definitely just take in all the stuff that we've accomplished. Um, if you've listened to smoke break for any length of time, you know that I have a, I'm horrible at fucking relaxing. Uh, I talked about it with Zoe. I've talked about it with probably every guest, but it's definitely I have to force him to relax. I'm like, play video games with me. And he's like, hold on, I gotta send this email. I gotta, I gotta check. That was this last thing. night. That literally, mm-hmm. yep, I was literally. And I'm like, you wanted to play video games with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had it open and in front of me. I just didn't. And that's and that's the thing. Eventually, is, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. But I think that it's it's definitely important to kind of take account of milestones. You know, especially at like this time. Um. So I guess like by next year, what's what's something that you want to be like? Okay, I did some cool well, stuff. Okay, this year. before we move on to next year, sure. I, I, I I think that you you kind of skipped over your milestones. I, I, I always do. I, <laughs> I like talking to other people. That's why I do the smoke break. Dude, your EP. Yeah, it's very it true. The, like, it, like it, how many different people was that the number one most played? Uh, like, all five of my most played songs were yeah. your EP. Yeah. Your and I kept e- stealing your phone and playing it on silent, but I appreciate you. I mean, with, like, the first week <laughs> that it came out, I was like, dude, I'm just going to put this on fucking repeat. Even if I'm, even if it's on silent, I'm just going to put it on And he's a on. sweetheart because he had to listen to it on repeat while I tried to figure out if it was good enough. Um, So, <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't good enough, I wouldn't have uh, listened to it on repeat. So, <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. But, yeah, no, you, you're, you're my milestones are definitely worth patting yourself on the back i feel like you kind of have a tendency to like feel like it's a necessary sense of completion it's like okay finally i did the thing instead of like holy shit i did the thing that was fucking awesome it feels like it's more relief that you don't have to do it anymore than like a success that you did the thing and i feel like you definitely out of my head (laughs) i mean i'm not the therapist she's the therapist i'm just saying as much time as i spend around you it seems like there's not enough gratification that you give yourself and pats on the back that you give yourself and i try to pat you on the back as much as i can uh if i have to do that more physically and less metaphorically i will i will literally pat you on the back what about you do you do you ever catch yourself kind of in like a similar situation 
Um, yeah, I feel, yeah, I think, yeah, totally. I have a way of like, like I'll achieve something that I thought I couldn't achieve. What's the next thing? And then, no, I do this thing where I'll be like, yeah, that was great. But like, it might've be because of this, this, like I'll, I'll right. try to like justify that it wasn't deserved. Yeah. And I'm trying to get out of that because I know that's like an old pattern. And so, you feel like least, it's kind of imposter syndrome. Totally. And I think that's a big thing that comes up when you become like a professional because it's like such mm -hmm. a weird and like being a, doing a job where other people's like safety and well-being is like within your hand like you know have yeah. a license it's a and lot like, of responsibility yeah, it's a lot of responsibility and so yeah so i think sometimes it's easy to like to be like yeah i did it but you know i had this help or i had yeah. this you know whatever and people have pointed that out to me like I, it's a tendency to want to to want to yeah like just almost think, shirk it off and be like yeah yeah, yeah i got it but like my yeah my friends helped me with maybe it. i got yeah. lucky on that test or whatever yeah exactly it's such a weird thing too now that i'm like more aware that i do it when i do yeah. it I'm like, why am i doing that i worked so hard for that like yeah but well just out of curiosity why do you think that you do it probably just like you know old patterns of like you know insecurity or like self-doubt yeah like really like things with my family like sure you know had a dad that was kind of like overbearing in some ways so i feel like my big decision making skills are kind of like i need a person to approve my decisions sometimes okay. you know like just stuff from my childhood yeah totally. yeah well i, I kind of relate with that where it's like even if i do a good thing it's like well now you have to do the either that good thing a second time to prove it or another good thing that's better to prove that that was real yeah and, and then yeah. if you do that thing now that's wash rinse repeat now you have to do another good and it's yeah. just this constant cycle of like self-doubt yeah it's uh yeah we raise the bar for ourselves and i would say that a lot of that is like internalized like uh capitalism like perfectionism yeah, individualism. yeah. like you you have to if you if you're not producing you don't have worth if you don't have worth then yeah fuck and, you and we raise the bar i've heard that like we do something great and then we immediately raise the bar for ourselves mm -hmm. instead of celebrating the fact that we made it over a bar that we were working really hard for for a long yeah. time yeah. Like, oh now we got to do better yep yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i was actually talking with uh, a friend about just like fear of failure um and fear of success because like some people don't understand that there's a there's a difference because I, I i was just like do you have a fear of failure fear of success and she was just like well what's the difference and i was like for me, like fear of success is self-sabotaging. So that way, if I fail, it's because I made me fail, mm -hmm. not because, you know, I I lost. Yeah. Um, and I think like with fear of, of failure, I think it's just we don't want to look dumb. You know, we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to we don't want to look like we're less than. So it's like it's easier to not do things Um to, than it is to do them and not do them to our standards. So totally, yeah. Well, I mean, milestones are, are definitely something that I think that we can all just take a little bit of time to celebrate. And mm -hmm. uh, I think you guys have some really cool ones uh, to to have celebrate, be celebrating this year. So yeah, you too, Zane. I, yeah, I appreciate you. Definitely, I appreciate definitely. You. I, I, I'm I'm glad that we're all able to reflect passionately on our on our growth. This yeah, year. especially considering how rough of a few years it's been for everybody Absolutely. overall. No, thank you. And that's a really good point. It's just kind of like, because it has been so rough, it's that much more important to acknowledge and be grateful for the good. So we are going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. Come explore the spaces between friends. DJ 1017 takes you into a universe unlike any other. From Pink Floyd to the Flaming Lips and anything else interstellar. The Spaces Between Friends with DJ 1017. 
Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Come explore with us here on Shady Pines Radio. Jesus Christ, we got to change these commercials. Welcome back to the Smoke Break. Yeah. We're here every Sunday from 9 to God 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. This room feels different now. I got yeah, 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 for real. Yeah, no, I, the, I, the camera almost came back on and I wasn't in here, is about what happened. Um, Lights flicker, there's someone behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. What's up? And Zoe Schwartz. Hi. All right. So, uh, on this section of the smoke break, um, it's a little chunk, this little chunk, this little chunk. I was actually talking to somebody and uh, I'll be honest with you guys, a little transparency. Usually when I do these episodes, I'm just like, hey, what am I dealing with that? Like I want to work through with my friends. Um, but this week I decided to reach out to somebody who I care a lot about. And I was just like, hey, what are you dealing with? Um, and the thing that I care a lot about, too. I, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I know them very little, but every experience I've had with them, I've just been like, this is a fucking homie. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Super homie. Um, and basically they were kind of just talking about the idea that like they were they were losing their father and uh, their father was having a hard time crying in front of them. They would fi- cry in front of uh, all the the women in the family, but would not cry in front of them as a male. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot to unpack. Lots unpacked. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. That's you're watching somebody in their final moments, their most vulnerable moments. And the thing that would make you feel more comfortable might not be the thing that makes them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that we kind of came to is just like, I think that's in his case, because, you know, I knew this man pretty well. Uh, toxic masculinity was mostly that that thing that made it so he was able to show maybe emotion to the women around him, but not to the men. Um, so toxic masculinity, it's a. It's an interesting subject. It's a it's a buzzword for a lot of people, but I think that it's definitely important to understand um, where a lot of it comes from, um, how it shows up, and how we can kind of just combat it uh, actively. So uh, let's go ahead and start it off. Um, I think it shows up in a lot of different places. Taylor, go ahead and tell me where you think it shows up for you. Uh, the most obvious spots in my life that I've noticed, like I'm, I'm still discovering a lot of like personal habits that come from toxic masculinity that I didn't even know were there. And I, sure. I, I do think that's really important for every male to be willing to uh, like recognize patterns that develop from toxic masculinity. Every male on the planet, even if you are th- the sweetest dude, you're, you're, you're going to have toxic masculinity traits. Just that's uh, just how. I agree with what you're saying. Can we define toxic masculinity? Uh, so that way. Going forward, when For we sure. say that, they know what we mean when we I, say I, it. I think it's important to. to so, do you it. do you want to give your definition, or Zoe? Would do you think? I'm curious what you have to say about it. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking. I don't. Really, I guess I wouldn't say that. I definitely know what the def- definition is, but I think I, what I want to say is I think masculinity within itself in this culture, or well, like the predominant culture, is toxic. If if you want to use that word, because. Sure. I, I think masculinity as a construct is harmful to everybody. I think gender binaries are harmful to everybody. No, and I think that that's even even also an interesting point to bring up is just yeah the gender binary. But yeah, but I think so. I think just so many layers to the masculinity. Yeah, so not to say that like every aspect of masculinity. Yeah, absolutely. I also think masculinity isn't necessary. Like everybody can possess masculine and feminine traits. But I think uh, yeah, I just think that it's more about like the way that our culture is about gender in general. And that's why masculinity is toxic because of that bigger overarching okay. stuff. I think okay. my, my definition for toxic masculinity would uh, be the things that are, if, if, 
if you can funnel it into like, well, it's what a guy does, then it's probably a toxic masculine trait because that that almost like breeds excuses. Yeah, exactly. That, and it, it excuses it because it's like, well, it's just one of their uh, maximum recording. Oh, man. Okay. I, well, it's showing up on the stream. It's fine. <laughs> That's I don't know why. That, it's probably on. I've a, never seen that before. Yeah. Well, but, technical difficulties. Uh, just stay tuned. Go ahead. But <laughs> anything that uh, can get funneled into a... Uh, like, well, that's what a guy does. This is just what guys do. Well, you got to expect this from guys. Whether mm -hmm. that's like how they flirt with women, even mm -hmm. though it's it's very uncomfortable. The uh, the way women have to operate around men a lot. Well, they're gonna they're gonna do this. So be ready to say this. You yeah. you, you got to be nice to them, or else they might follow you home. Type of shit. Like yeah. that's so bizarre that there's an ingrained culture around that. Yeah. But for me, it shows up a lot in like um. Like my my family experiences, I I noticed that in a lot of just like weird expectations that will because you're a dude you have to operate like this, and they were never like a. They would never say like don't play with Barbies. They would just give never, you GI Joes. Well, they would not even like toys that could be dolls. You know mm, what I mean? They would just okay. explicitly like cut that off, and yeah, it wasn't. It's not that they weren't saying it; they weren't giving you an option. That wasn't part of their world for males, and it was uh, there was there's a lot of stuff that gets I, i've noticed a lot of males in my family that have just become silent and complacent with everything mm -hmm. and i can't imagine how many things that they never got to address i can't yeah. not imagine how many things that my grandpa never got to address with my grandma how many things my uncle never got to address with the rest of my family mm -hmm. and it's it 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 hurts kind of seeing them operate like that it hurts that i had to like borderline defy my family and like go against them in some like fucking anime plot type of thing where I like you know like, it, it was it was obnoxious where I felt like I, I really had to lone wolf that and I developed a lot of insecurities but through that I've been able to kind of break through that and accept like I went the exact opposite way where I was like fuck everything masculine it, I'm embracing every bit of femininity mm. and it through that I've been able to kind of embrace the parts of me that I am okay with. Like I have a very passionate love for like boxing and MMA mm -hmm. despite me hating it for so long because it's just a macho dude thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, 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 it's important to be able to like pick the parts out of it that do apply to you mm -hmm. and take the parts out of it that are toxic to yourself and other mm -hmm. people. Yeah. I don't like MMA because I like seeing people get hurt and seeing people bleed. I like seeing jujitsu specialists and kickboxing specialists. Naked dudes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that doesn't even necessarily have to be masculine, right? Because there's lots of feminine identified people that, or whatever gender yeah. that probably about like appreciate that same thing about MMA. Right, right. So it could even just be that it doesn't have to be. And, Mm -hmm. I think the masculine yeah. feminine thing is kind of coincidental. Like it's masculine to want to be a protector for the family. But I think there's plenty of women that operate as, yeah, as absolutely. the protector of the family, whether that's a psychological protector, a, fin a financial provider, there's, it's just kind of the coincidental terms that we've landed on, whether mm -hmm. it's masculine or feminine. And yeah. You could pick pieces of both of them to apply to your personality without feeling guilty about it either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah no, I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, so as far as like, I guess, toxic masculinity showing up in, uh, in a broader sense, that's not the word, uh, in a context. you use too much wordplay that you do on accident and <laughs> yeah, notice it before yeah. anybody yeah. else does. I know what you meant, Zane. I know what you meant. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not necessarily. Please take it from here. Yeah, basically like what, what I was thinking about, about toxic mass or masculinity in general, which I guess I kind of wish I would have said when I was like talking about the definition, but I think of it like uh like this like i think of the patriarchy which is like a mm -hmm. system of oppression mm -hmm. that like positions like white male identified people as the you know 
rule the head, you know, the, the, the kings. They're at the high, the highest uh, high part of the hierarchical system that, like, all the higher, you know, whatever. So I think that is the system that creates you know, the, the toxic aspects of yeah. masculinity. It allows, it allows it to, to survive because if the person in power is saying it's okay, well then everybody kind of, yeah. that's, that's the rule of the land. Yeah. And there's a lot of other uh, systems that are like built upon that same structure. So I think like you could break down where, where, uh, patriarchy plays into like a lot of stuff sure well i mean if the the is, is the the constitution the bill of rights i'm really bad mm-hmm. at history but the thing was written by a bunch of white dudes yeah. from a long time yeah. ago yeah. i believe the bill of rights uh, i could be wrong about this the I bill believe, of whites I, uh, might as well be i believe the bill of rights is the first 10 commandments no I, not not grand i was born in canada so listen i'm more of a mental health guy than a <laughs> yeah. history buff yeah, uh, yeah but I listen but the, the idea is that like people in the past usually were the rules were written by a certain group of people yes. and not really reflecting the people being represented you know mm-hmm. yeah and that the, like it feels very much in the same vein as how my grandparents were just like no this doesn't exist to you and like when the constitution was written it was very much of like Obviously, we're not talking about these people. It's just us. And, and, yeah. And it's not like that anymore. And then it absolutely shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is as far as like um, as far as like in a, a wider sense, like where do you think that it's do you think that it like starts with with government? Do you think that it starts with um, just like uh, like community structure? Do you like where, where do you think that? I think it's embedded into all of those structures because I think it was uh, like a foundational part of like the building of like modern society or whatever that means and like colonization and like all of the things that like white people took over, you know, tried to take over the whole world basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think it's like it ties into all, I think it, 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 falls it, it like bleeds into everything so i guess mm-hmm. like the, like i feel like you're kind of describing it as like the mandalorian quote of like this is the way like this is just how we do it and a lot of people are like well this is just how yeah. how, how i do it if i'm not doing if i don't fit this mold then i'm then i'm defying the rules of society kind of thing yeah, yeah and it's internalized too like i was thinking about it how it if like how to, like how toxic masculinity or patriarchy like shows up in my life and i think a lot of women can relate to like now that i'm more educated about like you yeah. know, feminism and like the history and all this stuff but i still have a lot of like uh internalized, internalized where you don't even realize yeah like internalized uh like sexist or you know just like hierarchical structures that are embedded into my like understanding of the world because i was indoctrinated into the world that way yeah and that's just like racism like we all have internalized racism and we have to unpack it in order to just i think patriarchy and sexism and toxic masculinity are the same same way like, yeah they definitely feel like they come from a similar part of the brain the bill of whites thanks zach <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, all right. all the all the phobias and isms kind of feel like they come from the same place of just like like this ignorant like wedge in your brain that you just like kind of need to slowly be willing to like slip out you yeah. know it feels uncomfortable you're so used to this wedge in your brain that like you and you could see a lot of people have like scar tissue scabbed over that wedge and they just live that way now mm-hmm. like i keep referencing my grandparents but like goddamn yeah referenceable. Well, definitely well definitely with i guess like time it's it's you if you've been in that system for so long and you've benefited from it then you kind of reject the idea that the system even exists you know you're mm-hmm. like well i mean i life was hard for me it's like nobody said life wasn't hard um i'm I, curious I, uh how you got three <laughs> minutes i just wanted to get my 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. Go okay, for it. cool, cool, cool. So the thing I just wanted to talk about real quick is just like in in my experience, basically with like toxic masculinity, the way that I was able to perceive masculinity in any real way was through media. Um, my I grew up with two moms, so the only way that I really found, uh, I guess, like an idea of what a male identity even looked like, how males act was through media. Um, and that's a problem. Um, yes. Because the idea of what men should be kind of comes from where you were saying mm-hmm. is society says it should be like this. Therefore, media has to reflect that. And it's I think that it just it creates a lot of problems because it doesn't allow us to define what masculinity is to us. It's mm-hmm. it's creates an idea that we have to live up to. And if we don't live up to that, then we're lesser in the eyes of our, our friends and family. And entertainment as a way of creating a hyperbole of an individual. They just is so exaggerated. Like Flavor Flav is just mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. You know, like, yeah. you know that they're pushing that they're pushing him being ridiculous yeah exactly so it's it's definitely just like these these overblown ways that it like it shows up in media whether it's uh movies whether it's fucking music um everything is just it's it's very uh it's and i've always i guess just hated toxic masculinity because it's so gross and it's something that like i don't feel comfortable like engaging in like in the in the gross the grossness of like i guess like dude look at the blah, 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 because it's like i never like talking about that and then as a result the dudes i was with were just like what are you gay and it's just like it just all kind of like just goes into each other mm-hmm. and i feel like that's the like that's the problem with it is that like if you try to attack it from one point then it's like now you're a snowflake you're you're not a man for a different reason well and they've, they've created this this that entire culture has created this easy to fall back on avoidant nature of like if it's ever addressed now you can make fun of the person addressing it or the way mm-hmm. they're addressing it or that's their true. background so there's no need for accountability on their end. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to address that like, hey, calling everybody gay is a problem because you just called the person who said that it was a problem gay. Exactly. You know? There's this immediate like fallback plan. This fail safe of being shitty. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Then, yeah. All right. Well, Del, we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Patches, come here, boy. I love Patches, and that's why I love Patch Dog. Hey, Dad, were you calling me? No, I was calling the dog Patches. Yes, Father? Oh, not you, honey. Patch Dog makes custom iron-on embroidery patches. I can give them my design, and in a couple weeks, I've got custom patches. They can be of my daughter Patches, my son Patches Jr., or even my dog Patches. Yes, dear. Uh, No, no, that's Patches, my wife. I'm just making a commercial. And because Patch Dog loves you so much, use the code SPR10 for a 10% discount. And you know they've got that free domestic shipping. For more information, check out patch.dog and fall in love with Patches like me. Did you yes, hear me? Dear. No, I'm making a commercial for Patch Dog. Patch and we are back with a smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, Joel Pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. Hello. And Zoe Schwartz. Hi. All right, we are going to uh, the joke break. That's not the right one. <laughs> we are going to the joke break. We're going to ask a question. We ask one every week. Uh, best part about the joke break, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not, just like jokes. <laughs> this sometimes week, it's sad. sometimes it's just fucking sad. Uh, just like comedy, the fastest way, what's the fastest way to make this awkward? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean to you? What's the ask that question? That's such an open, like, yeah. I feel like a lot of my humor is that. But my brain invites Zoe. Myself, that's, yeah, that's way to make it awkward. <laughs> this is a good one for the 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 smoke break uh, or for the joke break. 
Um, what's the fastest way to make this awkward? What's what? I guess uh, we'll, we'll we'll reflect on a little bit. What's what's something that makes the situation immediately awkward for you? Hmm. So there's two different types of awkward. There's like people aren't multiple people aren't understanding something. There's a missed piece of information or miscommunication somewhere, and it's just collapsing and mm-hmm. it's getting really awkward and, and uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. Because there's one piece of information that would fix all of this. Or two, or like well, whatever. There's something yeah. happening that there's not, it's falling apart it's falling because apart. of really, and I'm uncomfortable. Arrested development. Yeah. Yes, I can't watch that show because it makes me so fucking uncomfortable. It's oh my brilliant God. writing. It's so funny. <laughs> makes me too uncomfortable. But they're missing one piece of information yeah. and everything's falling around. But if you tone it down like two notches to the office where it's just like... That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> where it's just Office makes me uncomfortable. It, where it's just people's the, the the specific awkward parts of people's personalities interacting with a, someone else's coincidental piece of their awkward personality, mm-hmm. and it just creates this amalgamation of awkward. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what about you, Zoe? What's uh, what's something that immediately makes something awkward for you? Oh man, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like if I'm with someone who's like not talkative enough, mm-hmm. oh and, yeah, like, they're okay. too different than me, and then I'm like, cool. Well, I'm just gonna run my mouth and <laughs> say a bunch of stuff that I wish I wouldn't have said later. And then, if anything, I'll like stay longer often and keep talking. And then I'm like, God, I can't get out of here. Like, <laughs> so it was awkward before, and then by trying to make it less awkward, you made it more awkward. Yeah, I tried to fill the would space. You, would you rather not have a conversation with somebody and feel awkward about that or have someone spark up a conversation about something that you don't want to talk about? Like, like so like someone throws some MAGA shit at you and you're like, I don't know about that. No, or, I, I, yeah. I'd be like, at least we're talking. Uh, <laughs> no, I get heated with that kind of stuff. So I yeah. feel like I'd probably There's a threshold. Just... That, might, that might be <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus, Taylor, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would rather not have a conversation with somebody than have a conversation with somebody about something that I feel very, uh, like, Different about, about mm-hmm. them with the something I feel strongly about, mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't know if that was the question. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I feel like that the intensity of my question kind of crossed the threshold with the MAGA shit. Yeah, I, maybe, Jesus. Maybe like someone's uh, burning a cross in your yard. Are you talking to him? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, about, <laughs> okay, all right. About what? <laughs> <laughs> with, with less intensity, maybe just like a, a deferring like sports team or some shit. Like <laughs> so different. Yeah. Wait, okay. Wait. So what's the question now? <laughs> Would you rather talk to someone about something that it doesn't see the same way as you, but isn't quite as intense as MAGA shit or not talk to them? No, yeah. I, no, I do love a good debate, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Yes, okay. I do love a good debate, as long as it's not something that I feel morally challenged by, that's, because yes. I'm just sort of overdoing the emotional work for people that don't really want to hear what I have to say. It's kind of pointless a lot of the time, and it yeah. leaves you feeling drained. So I think oh, you phrased that perfectly, because I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zoe, yeah. for uh, yeah, catching that fumble. Um, let's see. What's something that makes it awkward for me? Me. Taylor, yeah, Taylor, Taylor, a lot of the time, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, I, God, I guess it's just, hmm, I, being misunderstood makes things immediately awkward for me. Um, I feel like I'm somebody who can often communicate the way that I feel, and when I can't communicate that I f- like the way that I feel, or I feel like it's not being communicated the way that I want it to be, it immediately like I just, ah, I don't know. That's. Probably a control thing. Uh, you're, you're not understanding me. I don't want to take part in this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, I, I guess it's it's just, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's just, I, I feel so uncomfortable and like, I don't know what other people are going to say. So it's like, if I can't say things and I don't know what they're going to say, this is chaos. I have, yeah. no, I have no idea. This conversation could literally go anywhere. Like the smoke break, I feel good when I know what we're talking about. Yeah. When it's just us talking, 
fucking panic panic <laughs> it gets so awkward because i'm like uh so the thing about the next thing is is that like can you guys talk now <laughs> i saw this cloud one time it looked like a dragon and then the acid wore off and it yeah. didn't really look like a dragon <laughs> my pictures were weird on the phone that was just the guy taking pictures of the clouds and i you, i when i'm like oh it's nice outside today i'm all really zoe they were talking about the weather yeah, it's, yeah, it's my yeah, yeah. that's such a funny taboo thing because like washington is really unique weather and so sometimes talking about the weather here isn't that weird but whenever someone talks to you're like oh this motherfucker's talking about the weather yeah, talk about the we're weather. in oregon actually i'm okay i live in washington Northwest, yeah. whatever yeah. i'm just saying it can hail and then be sunny no, and hot within a half an hour of each other that's worth talking about yeah you're right you're yeah, right. yeah also it gets really cold and really hot and i like to complain about both yeah <laughs> the earth is clammy what the fuck <laughs> it's clammy um i guess with like um i don't know what's what makes things are you gonna draw another card do we just you don't get to see what they are but that's what it's a surprise i wasn't gonna read that card and i wanted you to see it because it's like worse than the last card oh god i, I want to say it now fine fuck it oh I'm, we're not talking about it but the question was what was the most awkward boner you've ever had oh no jesus christ what game dads. what what chunk of the deck are okay, you in dude listen okay the <laughs> fucking chunk i apparently haven't explored yeah jesus I'm christ glad you, i'm glad you i'm glad that you said that because that card is on timeout i yeah that's yeah, yeah it's 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 <laughs> I've been saving most of these cards, like pinning them up and being like, oh my God, what a storyboard. Look at all the, <laughs> look at all the questions we've answered. I'm like, that's Sometimes not. Sometimes they're really deep. I've seen episodes where they're like, what was the last thing you would say to your best friend? That's pretty funny. And yeah. But it has yeah. that, it's a yeah. big range of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you feel like your dad doesn't love you anymore? And I'm just like, what's the most awkward boner you've had? I'm like, <laughs> Imagine getting those two like back to back. They had to, they had to sneak that in. What's the most awkward moment you've ever had? Okay. Now you're ready for the next one. Yeah. Most that's awkward. like a Cards Against Humanity card. Yeah, I was yes. Say, most yes. awkward Awkward meal to eat on a date. <laughs> awkward <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. I say tuna Ribs. melt. <laughs> tuna melt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like... Mm. Hmm. You can see on Taylor's face that he's like really thinking about a gross food. Or awkward food. A, a food that wouldn't normally be gross but is not a first date food. Okay. And uh, wings. I can fuck up some wings on a first date. <laughs> yeah, but you also fuck Actually, up the first date. I And your shirt. I have. And your shirt. Yeah, exactly. You should ask Micah about that. I, is that what is that how you won her over? No, it's how I almost <laughs> lost her. <laughs> uh, Should I bring it up then? <laughs> yeah, oh, she'll think it's funny. Yeah, no, our first date wings. was uh, the old chicken wings. Story. One of our first date was Buffalo Wild Wings, and then we went to the car and made out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she like yeah, I had a lot of buffalo sauce on my hands. I hope we didn't have blue cheese because that would be gross. <laughs> no, just a lot of buffalo sauce. Oh Napkins don't get everything off. Yeah, that would that would make things awkward. That would definitely yeah. make things awkward. Wet wipes. <laughs> Oh and she she didn't say anything until afterwards and I was like what the fuck <laughs> wow you you really like me <laughs> Aww, that's love now we have uh, a baby and I'm getting her a tricycle oh that's awesome I'm so fucking stoked to get that tricycle I haven't got the tricycle yet but I'm just like contemplating what kind of tricycle what you know like like a big wheel no like, I'm, we could get her a legit tricycle because she has she has stuff that she like rides or not like. It's not like, like a, one of the like giant ones one? with the big wheel on the front. Yeah, like, like the motorized yeah. ones you see driving yeah. down the street. No, like a like a like the nineteen twenties fucking like one big wheel. Yes, too tiny. Yeah, and she has to get a, she has to get on a ladder. <laughs> get her to get on one it. of those really tall unis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll yeah, fit yeah. right in. Yeah, we got this. We got this. <laughs> yeah, we go straight from four wheels to one. She can scoot around on her little four wheel things. 
I don't know, let's just get, get rid of her a skateboard and lay her on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. It's fun. Zoe, uh, what about, um, what's something awkward that's happened to you recently? Oh, man. I don't know. This? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Filling time. I don't know. What has, how awkward has happened to me recently? I don't know. It's probably like inappropriate. Did you, did you well, uh, what about your show last night? Oh. Did anything awkward happen then? <laughs> something always happens. Yeah, my show last night. Yeah, I, I had to position myself specifically near the door on the stage because I have to pee a lot <laughs> and then I had to get up and pee it's time. in her writer when she's like signs on for a contract she's like hey I need a I need a spot close to the bathroom I'm like so where is the bathroom yeah, I definitely had to get up and pee I was definitely the only person so everybody knows I have the weakest bladder you're the only person who pees yeah. uh, I read a book about this when I was younger <sighs> you only you pee yeah, only- <laughs> <laughs> not everybody poop <laughs> everybody does poop that's so true oh, but, but just, only I'm not you. Kim Jong-un only Kim Jong-un Zoe pees not poop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they saw you getting up and they're like, oh, she's the person that pees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's she's right. the, her was like yeah. one in a hundred. Yeah. They do pee enough for the entire world. So, <laughs> so what about you? Have you had any awkward moments recently? Um, I don't go out a lot. <laughs> I can't be embarrassed because I am only in front of me. Yeah, no, um, I'd say the most awkward shit happens at work because I feel like I am a very different type of person than people that I work mm-hmm. with. It, like we just, we would, you'd never see us in the same room outside of work, which I feel like applies to a lot of people, but it's like, we're all pretty similar age ranges. Like we're all within like five years of each other. We all have similar exposure to media. We all smoke weed and shit, but it's like, I would, I, they wouldn't hang out with me. I would not I do any out. of those things with them. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I would not they, watch a movie, smoke weed. <laughs> they even play fucking video games and shit. And I'm like, that, yeah, I we have nothing in common. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> like, yeah. But the, just the interactions there, I think that goes back to like the, how things get awkward when people like misunderstand things. Mm. It feels like the way my boss talks and the way that all of us interpret things is there's a disconnect. And then the way that we talk and the way that everybody else, like there's just a constant disconnect yeah. and it's everything's so... awkward always yeah uh if you don't feel awkward the person you're talking to might everyone's so. cocking their head to the side like a dog that just heard a new noise everyone's just kind of like bullshitting like, saying I yes your job i never want to go there <laughs> <Zane> <laughs> I, worked with me. I used to work with him yeah oh yeah like that, he got me the job for you. <laughs> it very much was it very much was he has the ridiculously high level of charisma so he was very able to just be like oh yeah it's, 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 it's all good it's all, and, and our boss hey can like, we go to do an open mic on the clock he's just like ah well i mean as long as it's for lunch. Do you I'm think like, he would have said yes pew, pew, pew. to me? Do you think he would have no, said yes to me no. if I was like, hey, can we take two hours off of the shift that you scheduled us to go hang out at a bar and <laughs> do comedy? So you're not as awkward as you made yourself seem then, Zane. If you could handle that, that's no. Like but awkward. that's the thing is, I the thing is, is like the way that we described it. I don't know if you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but the way we describe it is, I either roll a one or a twenty. Uh-huh. Twenty is like the best thing you can get. It's a critical hit. You get bonus stuff. One is you miss so bad you hurt yourself. Every interaction in Dungeons and Dragons, they say roll, and the the number determines how good that interaction was. If you're trying to schmooze somebody and you roll a twenty, you convince the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. If you rolled a one. They hate you and you owe the money now. Yeah, exactly. So I either roll a one or a 20. Um, <laughs> and when I roll a 20, poof, everything's coming up daisies. Uh, when I roll a one, though, boy, is it a fucking one. Did I injure myself? I uh, think I can relate to that, actually. Oh, no yeah, matter what. You feel, you... you feel the same way? Like, where it's just like, I can say things the way I want to so often that when I don't, they just, it's 
awful. Yes, yeah. Well, maybe not that I can do it so often, but just usually it's one or the other. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm all killed that, and then I'm otherwise I'm leaving like everybody hates me, and I also <laughs> I hate myself. But no matter what, you <laughs> finger gun away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter what, I'm finger gunning on exit. <laughs> well, that was awkward. <laughs> me. Never cool. show my face here again. Yeah. Goodbye. Cool. Replaying that in my head on the way home. Cross uh, this city off the map. Thinking We're about not... that for four years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> one face. Guess I'll just heavily it. identify the, the, with this, making my whole personality. <laughs> Uh, so has been the joke break uh, we are going to be right back with my favorite part we're going to catch up with all of our awesome hosts thank you guys for hanging out we're going to clean out some of these shitty cards <laughs> yeah yeah we're, actually I changed my mind we're going to go through these uh, make sure they're all good we need um, to do some censoring <laughs> so we are the smoke break we're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience and we'll be right back after this commercial break we love you we captured the taste and sound only here on Open Country Sundays, noon to one, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Folk music with Anti-Vandal. We captured the taste and sound on this open country. Noon to one, Sundays, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Here on Shady Pines Radio. All right, we are back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. What up? And Zoe Schwartz. Hi. We made it. You made it to the end. Oh, my God, as a host. Oh, my goodness. And Taylor Barrett, you're back. We can talk about my favorite thing. What are you excited for? What are you excited for, Zane? What am I excited for? Oh, my God, I love when people ask me questions. What am I excited for? I'm excited for this new setup. I'm excited to be spending some time with uh, with different people, new friends, old old faces. Um, you know, like people who I've been working with, people who I get to be excited to start working with and work with more. Finding a rhythm for all this, um, definitely. Like uh, working with Amanda these last probably I want to say like thirty episodes. Yes, probably 30. No, probably about 50 episodes. Excuse me. Yeah, she was since episode 16 all the way to 66. So, man, it was there for a huge chunk of them. Uh, it was in it was an honor to uh, share that space with her. And um, I'm just I'm I'm excited to be able to welcome new faces, you know, and just in new perspectives, because I think a lot of the stuff that she talked about was really important. And I just don't want this show to be like three dudes being like, nobody lets us cry. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it could very easily be that, you know, it's like this dude's mental health because chicks have their own or whatever. I think it's just called therapy. Uh, no girls allowed. Yeah, no girls toxic masculinity yeah. bad. Instead, they just <laughs> invited me to be on here and I'm, I'm going to make them cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, well, and you, you as a therapist, I think just have like all this information that like I have ideas, but I don't have anything to back them. Mm -hmm. So to just kind of have that validation that like, you yeah. know, either we're on the right track or there's a perspective change that I need to make. Like just being able to have somebody to bounce ideas off of that knows what they're talking about is going to be just so valuable. So yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely really excited for that. Um, on top of that, I got a show tonight, so I'm going to oh, go do that. We're going to do it with Adam Posse, hey. doing some music and comedy. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, no. So I mean, I'm excited for, for the show tonight um and what else let me see is there anything else 
I'm excited to get a fucking car. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. If you guys guys know a hookup uh, before I spend You guys know all about of, cars? You guys heard of these? Yeah, have you guys heard about these cars? Uh, the bus is rough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to get a car. My life's starting to get back on track. It's been a month. Um, I haven't been able to do the episode. Sorry about last week. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um, stuff's been sort of chaotic between the car, between the hosts, but I would say that things are, are genuinely starting to fall into, into place and... Um, I'm genuinely appreciative of you guys uh, joining me to do that. So what about you, Zoe? What are you excited for? Um, I'm excited, well, yeah, to be joining the smoke break. That's definitely one of the more exciting things yeah. happening in my life. And starting my job finally. Yes. And uh, That's huge. That's yeah, huge. That huge. What's, what's your start day? Well, I, t- I have my first uh, intake scheduled for January 2nd. So January 2nd. Okay. Exciting. I start training next week on like the system and everything at the place I'm going to be working. So you guys are exciting. so fucking cool and qualified. And I'm so not. So, uh, <laughs> I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Here's to hoping uh, my job never listens to my, my episode. I might have allegedly missed the first day because I got too high and forgot to turn in some papers. <laughs> so, I mean, qualified is a, is a weird word. Uh, <laughs> uh, people think you're qualified. Yeah. Okay? Harm yeah. reduction is important. And I think that we talk about that. That is that uh, I didn't get so high on meth that I missed it. <laughs> so exactly. or drunk. So you know, you got high on steps. illegal drug. Yeah, because <laughs> that's so, how grownups get high. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb, be smart about it. Harm reduction. Boom. Um, what I was going to ask you about though is, uh, so you're you're excited about. Um, Excited about this, excited yeah. about uh, doing the new job. You're starting January 2nd? Yeah, I think, yeah. Technically. Okay, so what's what's starting look like for you? Does that mean that you're going to be like, you're going to start picking up clients? Yeah. Is that, okay. So like I'm like screening people now to make sure I'm a good fit for them and then sure. scheduling intakes and then this intake process it takes a while where I have to like come up, I have to listen to people, not have to, I want to listen to people's yeah. stories, but I have to um, formulate like a clinical impression and a diagnosis and that's how you bill for Mm. insurance okay okay so are you are you uh starting to like become more familiar familiarized with like that side of the mental health system because uh did you if, if feel free not to answer have did you go to therapy before this go to therapy yeah oh yeah absolutely. okay cool yeah. cool cool um which would be a weird question for you to be like i don't want to talk about it not on a mental health podcast no, don't go to therapy yeah Ugh, don't do it <laughs> don't talk about your feelings guys um but as as somebody who went to therapy i'm sure you saw it from that aspect yes. of it so being able to see it from the other side of being like okay so these are the steps that need to happen in order to oh yeah 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 totally yeah no yeah it's interesting yeah seeing how like the insurance thing is real kind of a bummer to be honest just how it works because it's it's just like a barrier for people and yeah yeah and the intake process is probably pretty annoying you have to ask people like a million personal questions and and that. even at the end of it you might not be a, a good match with them for sure yeah yeah you might find out something that during the intake that you didn't realize when you did the screening and be like you know what maybe i'm not qualified i don't I, maybe i'm not special you know like you want to make sure you make sure that people are getting a therapist that's qualified for what they need yeah. and what they want and all that. And that's a big part of your job too, is to be honest with yourself about that. So yeah, absolutely. What, uh, what part do you think like finding the right therapist plays in, in treatment? Oh, I, it's huge. There's like a, there's a decent amount of, uh, you know, evidence, whatever that like the ther they call it the therapeutic Alliance, mm-hmm. um, is if that's not in place, then it doesn't matter if what you're trained in, if you're good, if you can't make the person feel comfortable. And if you can't, feel, if you can't connect with yeah, somebody, if you can't build a relationship with somebody. It doesn't matter how good you are at all these techniques. It's not going to matter. So yeah, I'd say it's the most important thing really. My, no. my, my brother Tate had a, had a therapist that just talked about themselves <laughs> and 
Like, <laughs> I felt more like Tate's therapist because Tate would talk to me and be like, yeah, my therapist is doing it. And like, they're giving you another thing to talk about in therapy. They're not <laughs> removing things to talk about. They're not like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So finding the right therapist is definitely really important. When I was really young, I had a therapist named Patty Kellogg. Shout outs to her. By any chance she's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was the best. She, uh, she, she would relate to me in a really important way. Like, um. I, I don't really know the rules if you're not supposed to give too much information about yourself, but she would like be hesitant to to be like, well, I don't smoke because my husband died. But when my husband died, I definitely started smoking more. And I was like 15 yeah. telling her about how I started smoking cigarettes and shit. And yeah, and I, <laughs> I didn't start again until I was like 25. But that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that like relating to a certain extent is is extremely important. It's just not over relating to the point you're making yeah. it about you. Yeah, that's actually something that I really want to. It's like it form like, you know, traditionally you're supposed to be like completely neutral and like, you know, not. But but they're what they what everybody really knows now is that nobody wants to tell someone their darkest. That's stuff. not telling them anything. Yeah, that is acting stone. like a robot. Yeah. Like so there's a delicate balance between figuring out what is safe for the specific client to be um, open about. Yeah. Uh, they call it self-disclosure. I think it has a great purpose, but it also need you need to be really thoughtful about the way. I, you I, I think I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I, I have thought that that was like a very strange barrier um, and where it's like where people like peers come in handy is that they they have the space to share that personal experience. Um, but I, I think that that's cool that they, they're considering it and realizing the potential of being able to relate to somebody because yeah, it is, it's a lot of you opening yourself up to this person, giving them everything thing, them giving you nothing yeah and you're supposed to feel comfortable. And it's, I think that, you know, uh, just them being able to be like, yeah, I, I've been there. Well, yeah. It's I a- think especially with younger kids too because mm-hmm. yeah, you totally. being a therapist does not necessarily mean that they trust you yeah, to absolutely. therapize them you know what I mean so like give, giving them room to feel comfortable well even like, coming from an adult position where yeah, it's just like, like they, I don't trust adults exactly. I remember I what it's you? like to be a kid yeah like that was when I worked with kids I would try to remind them like I remember what it was like to be your age. This is a which hard... I'm sure they love to hear. Well, I, mean, I said it. I would try to use it in a way of like I know. I remember what it's yeah. hard to be in middle school. It's hard to be in high school. Yeah. It's hard to be a teenager. Well, meeting that, yeah, meeting them where they're at, like yeah. you, like you've said before, and just being like, hey, like when well, some phrases get really triggering, like like the phrase, I I remember what it was like. Even if you're coming at it from a very genuine standpoint, any kid hearing that is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I you gotta say, yeah, you gotta... old person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's, yeah. It, there's a very delicate way to be like. Wow, I remember when I was in middle school yeah, and a way the, to... this, this teacher mm-hmm. I had was doing this. Now a kid can be like, oh, teacher I have is doing that. And she'd be like, totally. we're not so fucking different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like say it in a way that like doesn't be like, yeah. I'm telling you the thing that you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, I think, go ahead. I, I, I think the way that you uh, vocalized kind of concern of, of imposter syndrome, vocalized concern of uh, the fact that other people's mental health are kind of in your hands. I think that that shows your passion for it. You know what I mean? I, I think that people that don't have that concern are going to make the worst therapists are going to yeah. make the least reliable people because they're not, they don't, they don't have that. They don't power. understand the power that they have. Yeah. yeah I agree with you. Yeah. I so I, it's, I think that it, as much fear as that might breed in your head, I think that that it's, it's from a really good place. It's, it's because you're a good person that you feel like that. Yeah. I hope so. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just because I take it seriously. I yeah. want to be checking yeah. myself constantly exactly. to make sure I'm not centering myself. Yeah, because it's really important to not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the, it's the awesome. Best athletes are insane about the sport and they're quadruple checking everything and learning every little thing because they are so passionate about doing it right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? What are you excited for? Oh, I'm excited for a lot, man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be back here. I'm excited to be a a more permanent part of this, even if it's uh, once a month, twice a month. It's uh, it's sure. not just a random invite. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. a solidified part of this, and that feels really, really cool. Um, 
I got an early Christmas present of getting a new Xbox, and I have not yeah. been, I've not had my Xbox account in o- over a year. Yeah, my last Xbox shit out in over a year. So logging back into my old account, and getting everything back in all my old games and shit. Yeah, no. I've been playing Halo. No, I'm, I'm, I just like between our like friendship is just it's a lot of like connecting through that you know so it's like seeing you lose that like i could tell how big of a difference that it made just being able to have that place that you can go to once you get off work you know and just be able to relax and it always felt like i was borrowing like the playstation never really felt like mine even though i bought it it was you know i was using jory's account for a long time then i made my own account but it was it was blank because it was Mm -hmm. was a brand new account and then i logged back into this thing that i've that i had been making you know Two or three years worth of progress on, and it is all my shit. There, I have my yeah. like. All, there's a little score called the gamer score that like keeps track of like all the different achievements you've made, and mm-hmm. it's like twenty two thousand. I'm like, holy shit! I forgot I had all this. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, it is. But I it put work. It's like finding twenty dollars in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty two thousand dollars in your pocket. You found your favorite pair of pants, and they still have yeah. money in them. Yeah, exactly. So. That's exactly. the only way I could relate to that. Yeah. I don't understand video games at all. Yeah. I'm like, yay! Something I didn't know I had that I have. <laughs> I, I guess it would be like good finding room. finding like. Like, like a sketchbook that you loved that was in storage that you yeah, forgot about totally, and then you open it yeah. up and you're like I forgot I had these ideas even but these are amazing mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, like it, 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 I felt like a child again yeah, yeah like, no, well, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you were able to get that back and I think yeah shout out to Micah super Dude, sweet the clutchest the clu- uh, I'm excited about the, the show the equilibrium Mm. Super stoked about yeah. that. We're getting the ball rolling on that. You know, yeah, we're working on a music show. So yeah, yeah. music, music slash comedy have to make show. Music, God damn it! I, I know Taylor's gonna Taylor's gonna host. We're gonna do some riffing. Nice. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I have to um, be funny and musically talented. God yeah, me. yeah. It's got to be hard. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. toxic masculinity. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you have that to look forward to. So it's like as far as shows. So you have you have this to look forward to. You have like we're working on starting another show, hopefully in twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, dude, I'm I'm getting like I mentioned my daughter a tricycle for Christmas. Yeah. I'm super stoked about that. A normal toddler size, not big wheel tricycle. Just okay. for clarification for okay. everybody. I, I'm gonna uh, edit it in and say that it was specifically that, but yeah. I want it to be red and white. Can you get her a red and white one? Yeah, I'm thinking pink and black. What if okay, we pinch okay, it pink and black? Good. Okay, that's. I, I'm I'm as down with that, but I just yeah. th- I was thinking classic, but you know. What? But if there yeah. is <laughs> the radio flyer yeah, wagon. Yeah, that's my, 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 my. Oh, I know what you're talking. That's what like I was thinking. The, yeah, yeah, with the wagon in the back. Yeah, 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 I might I might have to hook her up with that and like yeah. a BB. You know, the, yeah, Red Rider BB gun. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she'll shoot her. When has that ever gone wrong? Uh, yeah, never. I'm all. Where did the gun come in? I don't even know about that. That's a Christmas story. Christmas story. Uh, I'm Jewish. That's why I didn't know that. But if Are there's, you? I didn't know that. If, if there is a baby shark tricycle, oh, you yeah. can bet your ass I'm getting her the fuck out of that oh my God. tricycle. She's going to have a baby shark bicycle if, if, if tricycle if there is one. I just moved in with Taylor, and I have heard baby shark more times. Oh man. She loves that shit. And I don't know what to do, 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 do. I just do that for three minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. That uh, was if a it was dad just, joke if I've ever heard one. So. If it was just <laughs> a baby shark joke, if it was just a daddy shark same. joke, <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> You're Uncle Shark, really. <laughs> oh yeah, per- Persephone. Uh, that's my daughter's name. She Aww, she she calls. Uh, well, she doesn't really call them uncle right now, but she definitely views them as like familial. Uh, my my roommates Josh and, and Zane. She. Uh, <laughs> 
whenever Zane would see her, he would just go, hey, it's you. And now, completely unprompted, she'll be like sitting in her high chair eating food. Zane will walk by and she'll just go, hey, it's you. <laughs> With finger guns. With finger guns. Finger guns attached. How I've done my job. Oh, she's almost two. Oh she, uh, she turns two on January 22nd. When did you see a video of that soon? Yeah. Oh, she's so precious. She's a, she's a sweetheart. She's like spinning in the chair. I got I got a, like a two minute video of me just like spinning her in a chair and stopping. And every time I stopped her, she dies La- laughing. Yeah, oh, little yeah. kids yeah. laughing is like, so just pure. Joy. She has it's a chuckle. Joy. She has quite yeah. the chuckle. Oh, I it's, love it. it's very. I'll show you. After yeah, I'm the like, show. I'm looking to see a video of that. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. I'm I'm excited to have you as as back as part of. Um, I'm excited to like have moved in and be able to spend more time together so we can talk about stuff so we can work on shows so we can do all that stuff. Yeah. And um, decompressing, you know, just gaming with you. Like like that's how I decompress is gaming and that's how we bonded a lot. So being yeah. able to decompress and continuously do that with you is is really nice. Yeah. Maybe definitely. at some point. You guys should try to force me to play video games with Ooh. you. That would be a good live stream. That'd be a sweet out. Yeah. Teach Zoe That's how to play a, COD. I'm just gonna yeah. fall down whatever hole there is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it sounds like we have ourselves a new show. So uh, this is the <laughs> last episode of the Smoke Break. We're all gamers Twitch. now. Uh, go find us on Twitch. <laughs> this has been the Smoke Break. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you have so much to learn. This has been the Smoke Break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with Taylor Barrett. It was good to be back. We love you good having you and zoe schwartz thanks for having me absolutely we will see y'all next week and uh way to play us <laughs> <laughs>